Mike, you were about seven hours late to the bark on Saturday. Yeah, I was. I, I, thanks for that tweet, pal, <laughs> saying that uh, the game was at one. No, I was at the NYTD-FDNY game. Uh, great scene at the Barclays on Saturday night. Probably the biggest crowd they've had for hockey all year. And uh, all the heroes were out there. It was a really good scene. Well, at least you showed up at the bar because the Islanders didn't. We'll they sure didn't on Saturday. That's for sure. Or on, on Thursday. Actually, the last three times they've been home. Let's put it that way. We have a lot of yelling to do. Here we go. Welcome to the Point Blank Podcast, covering New York Islanders hockey. Here are your hosts, Brian Compton and Mike Carver. All right, welcome to the show. B. Comp and Carver here with you in New York City. We'll be joined by Liam McHugh from NBC Sports Network in just a few minutes. Wednesday night, rivalry, Islanders and Rangers at the Garden, 8 p.m. start. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. What's going on? I don't get it, brother. I don't get these efforts. It's oh. frustrating. Uh, it's deplorable, really, at the end of the day, how these guys can come out. The, every game is the biggest game of the year. That's yeah. the point of the season where we are right now, and this is just ridiculous. I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, I don't know where to go with it either. It, to me, it just looks like a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Is what it looks like. And the last week has looked like that. We were here on Wednesday. We, we talked about the, how bad the Carolina games were, and you thought they would come out against Winnipeg on Thursday night and really um, you know, give a huge effort, especially – after winning the second leg of that back-to-back -back and playing so poorly at home on Monday, you thought Thursday they'd give you a big effort at home against a team, once again, who um, had nothing to play for. Let, let's be honest. Winnipeg's not in the mix, and they did a bad job. And Columbus is a great team. We know that. They, they've cracked 100 points. They're going to make the playoffs. They might win the division. Uh, they, might win, they might win the division. They might win the, the President's, President's Trophy. Trophy. They might win great. all that. And you came out and got the early goal from Hamannick. And the second period, the effort just wasn't there. It just wasn't. And so many odd man rushes for Columbus in that yeah. game. So many turnovers. Uh, you know, they were lucky, I felt, to get a point at all on Saturday. And the Johnny goal, listen, you, you say what you want. Um, there was a bit of luck involved in that one. Which is fine. It, which you need. Throw it you on need, net. You need goals like that Absolutely. throughout the year. Um, but it's not like they grinded hard and got a tying goal no. there late in the third. Johnny threw one at the net from the blue line and it got in. Um, you know, who knows if if the other goalies are in net there, it gets stopped, you know, whatever. But they were lucky to get that point against Columbus on Saturday, and they're going to be uh, fighting for their playoff lives here over the last 14 games. And Doug Way comes out after the game Saturday and says, it's the worst two periods I've seen in a year and a half. I well, don't care geez, who the coach uh, is. He should not have to say anything, Mike. <laughs> you know, uh, Right? I'm actually surprised. Don't these guys know what's on the line here and where they are in the standings? Why yeah. should he have to say anything? He shouldn't. He shouldn't have to say a word. Uh, it's Where funny is he the says prize? that. I could think of quite a few periods this year that constitute that <laughs> might have been worse than those on yeah, Saturday. Calgary. But, uh, Tampa early right. back in November. Right. You know, there's a lot of periods this yeah. year that could constitute being the worst in a couple years. But uh, he shouldn't have to say things like that. This team should know what's at stake, and they haven't the last few nights out. Um, they got they get a nice comeback getting two points in Carolina last week, getting one point against Columbus. But you dropped a lot of points in the last seven days that could have helped you get towards the goal here. Because it's still you're still right there. Yep. They're right there. And now, which is the weird thing that the Islanders are gonna do here, they're gonna now get into this portion where they've got three or four games in a row against other playoff teams, against quality teams. Yep. Rangers, Pittsburgh, Boston. 
and you could just see it coming. They're going to give you big efforts. You, you think? Just, you just know that they are. Because this is what this team you does. You can't possibly be, be basing this off what we've seen the past couple of games. No, I'm basing it on what I've seen all year. This team, <laughs> for some reason, they show up when the big team comes into town. And when they play the Carolinas and the Winnipegs, That's what, yeah. they, they don't show up. And um, I, I think that they're going to give you a little bit of a big effort here coming up this week. I hope you're right, Mike. But based on what I've seen the past couple of games, effort-wise, and the roster decisions that this general manager has made, yeah. this is all self-inflicted. All of it. Sure. How, I mean, look, it's what, 11, 11.30 on Monday morning? Maybe Halak gets called up in the next 90 minutes. And it'll, well, it'll be 90 minutes the way after things we have finish. Gone for us it'll be, year, it'll be 90 minutes after we finish. And, you know, you, may, you, keep, and I, you keep banging away on it on Twitter to the fans about Pollock. And I get, you know. It's absurd. It is absurd. We have reached so, the point of complete absurdity. It, Mike, this makes no – Johnny Boychuk hasn't played in three yeah. weeks. I know he's skating this morning. Great. Who knows what, how long it's going to take him to get back into game shape here. How in the world Ryan Pulak has been in the American Hockey League while Boychuk's been out and the rest of the defense hasn't been good? No, they haven't. It's completely ridiculous. I looked it up last night because I wanted to get the number right. This is an organization that for the previous four seasons prior to this one played Brian Strait 183 times. Yeah. And Ryan Pulak can't be here. This is a GM who probably 10 years to the day, right around this time, traded for Marc-Andre Bergeron who, for my money, is the worst defenseman I've ever seen as far as longevity in the NHL is concerned. He, was, he traded for Bergeron for one reason, his slap shot from the point. Right. And here's Ryan Pulak, who cannot crack this roster. Uh, it doesn't make it's, a lot it, of sense. It makes no it's, sense whatsoever. I'm kind of, and you can There's tell no me. merit system at all. I know Hickey finally was a healthy scratch on Saturday. Right. But there's a few guys who you could say have been healthy, healthy scratches, you know, who you can't healthy scratch them all, unfortunately. Um, and I, you could tell by my tone, I'm kind of just over with it. I, I just, you know. But Mike, his job is just, to put the best roster possible on the ice, and he's not doing it. And he's he has clearly not doing and it. And he hasn't done it. Right. That's why I don't expect him to start doing it now. Um, and it's unfortunate. The kid should be here. Halak should be here. Yes. Okay. Um, we've seen now. They're not, they're not putting Barubi in a game. You um, can't. There's a good chance, and I'm looking at it. You got, you, we've talked about this. They got two more back-to-backs left, including this Friday and Saturday. You think he's going to play Barubi against he the can't Penguins? He can play. Against the Penguins or the Bruins this he weekend? He cannot play. Yeah, Halak should be here. Um, you know you can't play J.F. Barubi. So why is, why is Halak not here? Grice getting worn down here, too. You could see it. Right. His efforts have, listen, he, I've I been his biggest champion no, all I year. I have, but... The guy need, clearly needs a rest once in a while. He clearly needs it because he's Why not as – Why can Cam Talbot play 65 games? You're, you're right. You're right. And, and Grice is tired after what, 37, 38? How and many games I was the first guy to say he could play every game. Clearly I was wrong because some of these goals he's let in in the last week in these Carolina, Winnipeg, and Columbus games, uh, um, I just – it tells you differently. I still think he would be the starter over Halak, but Halak should be here – He's played uh, 46 games, give him, and he's give tired? Him. I, I don't buy it, Mike. I and look, a I lot of it is the guys in front of him, which yeah. goes back to Pulak. Look, That's I know Ryan Pulak is never going to win the Norris. I know he's not Drew Doughty. But you watch this power play, and you see how horrible it is. Right. And you have a guy, a right-handed shot like Boychuk, who's not playing because he's injured, with a 102-mile-an-hour slap shot. This guy can't help your power play? 
No, they and you know what else? They could use the juice too. They could oh, use the spark. They look could at use, what Hosang has done for them. Yeah, he has. He's uh, a couple bad giveaways on Saturday, but he's well, been yeah, great and you know that's gonna happen. Uh, you, that is gonna happen, and you're gonna have to deal with that. Uh, that's part of uh, rolling the dice and playing him like they've been, and he's been great for them. But he had a couple bad spots there on Saturday. But you got to live with it, just like you'd have to live with it if Pollock was in there and he'd have to play. Uh, you'd live with whatever he gave you on the defensive end because you know he can help you offensively. I don't get it. Um, I'm not going to sit here. and Maybe I should go and say that he's never going to play for the Islanders again, and then they'll call him up. <laughs> maybe that's the answer right now. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't see him making it. They could use the juice, but I don't see them doing it. Like, just, why haven't, here's why I say that. If you haven't done it by now, what are you waiting for? Right. That's like you say, what is, there's 14 games left here. It's March uh, 20th, whatever it is today, and you still haven't gone like, to, the, to the move. So, why are you going to go to it on March uh, you know, 25th or March 30th when the season's over? What are you waiting for to make the move? I don't know. And look, I, I know Tell Garth. Tell me it ain't going to be made. Garth is obviously not happy with the Alan Walsh tweets back in October, November, whatever it was, and he's holding I mean, a grudge. Straight out banished. But at the end of the day, I mean, you just, have to bite the bullet and put the best roster on the ice as you possibly can. Here's You're what trying I, to make the playoffs. Here's, there's two things you cannot do this week. I don't think you could play Grice both nights against Pittsburgh and Boston. And you sure can't play Baruby in one of those games. You can't. So if you guard Snow, like you said, you have to put the grudges aside because clearly to. he's holding one. You have to put the grudges aside and say, listen, I need this guy to play one of these two games this weekend. I, I just do. He's been sharp. He's been playing at Bridgeport. He needs to play one of these two games. He does. I don't think he's going to. But he no. needs to play one of these if two games. If he's not here today, when's it, he's not coming back. It's the same as both. Are you going to call him up when tomorrow? Are you, when are you waiting for? Right. What, is the, what, are, what exactly are you waiting for to make this move? It just it doesn't make a lot of I, sense. I know, you know Garth could do basically whatever he wanted while Charles, Charles owned the team. He was never going to get fired while Wong was the majority owner. Right. I mean, look, at, there has to be some pressure on this guy now. This is absurd what's going on. I don't think. It, it is his it job seems to like put the best. Isn't product he possibly can on the ice and he clearly is not doing it for whatever reason no he's not he's just not uh, but there are some guys out on the ice too who need who you know they're not doing their pulling their weight either on the main club there's guys that aren't pulling their weight they just aren't who do you got and things who, who are you so mainly the usual the same guys brock nelson usual yeah well brock I, was I killed so brock bad too much, against apparently Winnipeg. so i killed brock too much so i'll leave brock alone today right because he, he never does anything wrong so we'll we'll skip on brock this week there's guys that just aren't – I mean, listen, I don't know. That's the other thing, too. Johnny hasn't been around much either. I know he scored on Saturday, but he's had a tough couple weeks. Can Look, this is on Doug. I don't want to see Alan Quine in the lineup over Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah. I don't care how many mistakes the kid makes. I want to see him in the – if Alan Quine is in the lineup over Anthony Beauvillier, it's completely ridiculous. I Sorry. agree with you there. Especially, with you. especially with Sezikis is just coming back from an injury. You need a guy who can win a faceoff. Yeah. What are you doing? I didn't get it sitting him in the Winnipeg game. I, I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't understand it. But um, like you say, they're they're gonna keep. They're gonna. The kid has a bad game. It seems like they sit him down for oh. one, and that's just the way that they're operating things right now. And I think he, like you say, he's a better person to have in there than Quine or Gianta. Uh, I know Gianta gives you a little juice when he goes in there every couple games. Right. He gives you a little spark. You know, a little sure. guy who runs around. He hits, yeah. You know. But but um, I, I I think that you have to. You have to go with the best 12 forwards that are going to get you there. And as much as I can't stand Brock Nelson, he's one of the best 12 forwards you would say that can get you there. I'm not sitting here saying you should sit Brock Nelson over Alan Quine. I'm not saying that. Right.
But I'm also saying that he gives you nothing, okay? He's not giving you what you need. And there's a few guys that aren't, and um, things need to pick up. They, they just do because this is it, 14 games to go. Not a lot uh, not a lot left in the tank here. Absolutely. Joining us now on the phone from NBC Sports Network, it's Liam McHugh. Liam, Brian Compton and Mike Carver here in New York City. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Big game at the Garden Wednesday night. Obviously the biggest of the Islanders season. What do you make of these past couple of games? You, I just don't see enough desperation. What do you think? Uh, I think they could probably use a little bit more of it. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing like having a rivalry game like this to maybe amp that up a little bit. But, uh, you know, this stretch run and now this just last playoff push really snuck up on a lot of people in this league because I think, uh, you know, we've been, I think for a lot of us, uh, we've been so focused on uh, what's going on with Washington and Pittsburgh and Columbus. And, uh, and to some extent, if the Rangers are in a better spot being in that uh, fourth spot in the Metro. And all of a sudden we're looking at this uh this very, very tight situation with the Islanders and Toronto and uh, the wild card race and desperation would be a big thing. It would definitely help. And uh, this is a huge game and it could be the type of game as you know, I mean, you have these rivalry games it could be the type of game where we come out, you give a good effort and you get the result that you need. It could propel a team down the last few weeks and into the playoffs. Uh, but right now uh, I have to say I'm inclined to go with Toronto yeah. in this spot. Yeah, and don't forget about Liam uh, Tampa, who, of course, has gotten sure. back into it despite not having any of their guys. You know, they, they trade Bishop, they trade Boyle, Stamkos hasn't played all year. I, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking that, that those are the guys that the Islanders need to be worried about for that last spot. And I know Toronto's got youth. It's really a weird mix because you got the one team that's gone deep into the playoffs the last few years. You got another team that hasn't been to the playoffs in years. And then you got the Islanders right in the middle who have made the playoffs but haven't really done anything. What Tampa's done is. Uh Amazing, yeah. and you're right to point it out because I mean they unloaded at the deadline, yeah. completely sold, which is a, you know a strange scene considering what everyone expected from Tampa Bay going into the season was, you know this is a team that's going to compete for a Stanley Cup, it should be right in the mix, should be one of the best teams, and I think you know for years they were kind of built that way, uh, going forward, it's a young team, talented team, but they unloaded and then they played better, and I got to tell you if. If there's even a chance that Stamkos can come back in the playoffs, given what this team has done now, up to this point, I think if you're the Caps or you're the Pens or Columbus for that matter, and you're looking at that one seed, the one team you probably don't want is Tampa. Yeah. Because they have the experience. They've been there. They know how to win. They have a coach that knows how to do that. And the idea that maybe Stamkos could come back, I don't want anything to do with Tampa if I'm the one seed in the East. Uh, what they've done is – it's pretty amazing. In fact, I think you'd probably prefer Toronto gets in because at least, you know, last year the Islanders got in. They won. They won a series. They got to the second round. There is some experience there. So I think if I think Toronto's going to get in, and I think if you are the one seed, you probably would prefer Toronto. Liam, the way Columbus is going, NBC might get a Pittsburgh-Washington first-round series. Of oh, Much to the delight <laughs> of you and your bosses, uh, it would be pretty crazy to see those two teams battle in the first round, right? It would be crazy. Uh, and, you know, if you thought there was going to be animosity from the general public about the idea of them playing again in the second round, uh, you know, in this playoff <laughs> format, you're going to hear it really, really quickly from a lot of people from coast to coast if they have to play in the first round. Uh, I mean, listen, the playoff format is what it is. And 
you know, it's problematic, and I get the idea that you want to build rivalries, but you do want to see the best teams play in the biggest games, which means you want to see the best teams in the East match up yep. in that Eastern Conference final. And it really, let's face it, it doesn't look like we're going to get that. And also, if it doesn't work out, if Columbus is the two seed or the three seed, talk about, you know, what a congratulations for the greatest regular season in franchise history. Yeah. Hey, great job. Uh, fantastic run. You have that winning streak. Uh, you get Pittsburgh first round. <laughs> yeah, the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup champs. Enjoy that one. I mean, it's yeah, that's rough. Enjoy the Coach of the Year award, uh, but you could be out in the first round. It's going to so. be a lot of fun, Liam. Absolutely. Let's get back to Wednesday night here because you're a guy who's got some Long Island and New York roots, and so it's got to be special for you having a big. Uh, you know, this is your big rivalry night game, NBC every Wednesday, and you get Islanders Rangers on it here. Got to be extra fun for you. I'm excited about it. You know, we, we don't have the Islanders on a lot. I'm always pumped up when we do. Uh, I'm very excited that we have it in a big spot, that it's late in the season. And I like these. I, I, I love these rivalry games where you feel that hatred. You really do. There's zero manufactured about this at all. You can hear it from the crowd, the players. They know they don't like each other. We see that with Philly and Pittsburgh as well. Uh, but I love this. I'm fired up. And I'll be, I, I live on Long Island now. I grew up on Long Island. Uh, I'll go to the deli. I'll go pick up pizza. And I'm going to hear about it for the next few days. People are going to be voicing their opinions about what's going to happen here. And, and I love that. Uh, it's, I don't know. It is special. It, it definitely is. It takes me back. And I'll probably get a lot more phone calls from friends uh, and probably people I haven't heard from in a while the next few days. Uh, in fact, I'll probably get a few today asking for tickets, which I don't have. So if anyone's <laughs> listening to this, please do not call me. I don't have them. I'm, I'm not lying to you. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it is it's really special, and uh, and and you can see it from the players. They uh, there's an extra gear that that they take it to. Liam, being a, a Herricks High School alum, uh, we we a diehard Islanders fan growing up. Do you have any special memories of going to the Coliseum? Anything like that? Yeah, when I was when I was. Uh, very young, obviously, uh, you know, the Islanders were kings out here. I mean, they were yep. they were everything. And, uh, yeah, I have, I have a lot of special memories about going to the Coliseum. And, you know, it's the first place I saw major sporting events. And, you know, I grew up 10 minutes away. And it always holds a special place for me. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where I grew up here. I did not play hockey growing up. I played basketball. I played soccer. So I, I – Tended to go away from it a little bit uh, in my high school years. Uh, the Islanders also were not great. The Rangers were very good while I was in high school. And uh, I became a Knicks fan, which I suffered through Jordan and all that. Oh, yeah. But at least they were making the playoffs back then. So <laughs> it's were much happier times for Knicks fans. Uh, but, yeah, the Coliseum was a, a, a place that I – listen, I mean, it, it was not a palace when I was there as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm aware of that. But it was loud. Oh, yeah. And it was a different feel. And I remember as I got older and you go to different places and some of them, maybe they were a little bit dressed up. Maybe they were a little prettier. They weren't as loud. They didn't seem as intense of an environment as I remember as a little kid going to Islanders games. So to me, uh, that's what live sports was all about. When you got there, you know, you, you felt that burst of energy. And, uh, you know, I'll always love the Coliseum for that. And... Uh, you know, it's a different age right now, and now we're just wondering, you know, where are they going to be in a few years? Yeah. Liam, uh, you work with a lot of great talents, of course, on the on the broadcast. Uh, I love Jr. I uh, love Jonesy, and of course, a man near and dear to Islander fans' hearts, 
is, of course, one of the other guys that's up there with you, uh, Mike Milbury. Uh, how is it out there being, a, you know, you grew up an Islander fan. You know how this yep. goes. How is it being out there uh, doing the, the broadcast with Mike all the time? Because he's, he's great for TV. We know that. He's fantastic for TV. And, <laughs> yeah. and truth, truth be told, I love working with the guy. Uh, you know, in my line of business, the last thing I want is to be bored. And he is rarely ever a boring person to be around. Uh, he, he's highly opinionated. Uh, he can look at things from all different perspectives, which most people on air cannot, you know, coach, GM, player, which is a great thing to have. But I will tell you this. You know, I mentioned the idea that I go out this week. I go to the deli. I go to the pizzeria. I go get bagels. Uh, I'll hear from different people. There are places that I now don't go because that's all I do. <laughs> I have people who would love for me to pass on a message to Mike Milbury for that, <laughs> which I can't repeat right now. But, you know, I'll come back home and I'll say to my wife, I said, uh, I think from now on uh, you're going to have to go to that deli. I'm not going back there. <laughs> All right. But, but tell us this, Liam. You know, the cameras go off. It's a commercial break. You have said to him at least once, dude, Ole Kavasha for Roberto Luongo, really? Uh, <laughs> it's Listen, it's always lingering. It's in the background. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where uh, – and listen, he has to give an opinion on things, and I will give him credit. They're like, he doesn't shy away yeah. and say, like, I made a bad decision, so I can't give an opinion on this because he's being paid to give an opinion. So I do yeah. give him credit for that. But, yeah, I, I mean, there are things that come up and they're in the back of your mind, and you're like, uh, you know what, let's wait till the commercial. <laughs> let's uh, – for everyone's safety, really. So. <laughs> But you know he's listen. He's he knows he's a realist, uh, yeah. and and he knows the situation. He's not shying away from it. And uh, the truth is, and just so people know, I love working with the guy. Yeah. And you know, as I mentioned uh, before, I you know I was a, a hockey fan, but uh, I think as I got a little bit older, I was a little bit more of a casual hockey fan. So when I got to NBC, I needed people who were willing to let me learn, mm -hmm. and people who were really going to be patient and teach me things. Uh, as I grew into this role, and Mike has been great in that regard. Well, you guys do a really good job. Seriously, we really mean it. Liam, thanks so much for a few minutes. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, man, be well. Special thanks to Liam McHugh. Follow him on Twitter, at Liam underscore McHugh. Mike, speaking of bad GMs, Liam's uh, partner there at NBC Sports Network, Mike yeah. Milbury, who, look, I will say this. I, cr I cracked into this business in 1999. The following year, our old friend Chris Botta got me a 45-minute sit-down yeah. with Mike Milbury, and to this day, it's still the best interview I've ever done. Uh, I'll say this about Mike, and, and he was a terrible general manager. Yes, he was. I mean, he did some just awful things to, be to, fair, to the organization. He had some crappy owners as well. Sure. He had a <laughs> tough stretch there, but, but he was a terrible general manager. Yeah. The one thing you could say, there's a couple things you could say about Mike. A... He's good for TV because he speaks his mind. Yeah. And B, like you just said, your interview, you did 40. He always would talk to the media and forever. So candid. Um, you, like you just said, 45 minutes. I remember a time he went on with Mike and the Mad Dog, and this was after, I forget who. When somebody he fired somebody. Some, how are you still the yeah, GM? Yeah, exactly. This fired Laviolette. This, when they fired Laviolette. Yeah. How are you still the GM? And he stayed on the phone <laughs> with did. those guys for almost an hour. Yeah, so that radio. tells you that he... Didn't mind take – he would take Houston back and forth. Yep. So he was a terrible general manager, but great for the media, like you just said. So. Thanks again to Liam. That was great stuff. Uh, he seems to think Toronto is going to grab that second wild yeah. card. Of course, that's a team I wrote off last week, and they well, played okay. Well, here's so. the thing, and, and I thought that's why I asked him. You have three very different yep. situations yep. here because Tampa, not the same team, but a lot of the same – still have quite a few guys – 
that have made deep runs the last two years. Kucherov is so, so they good. Know, oh, he's awesome. Good God. And we don't know when they're getting Stamkos back. Right. Uh, he could show up tomorrow. Yep. He could show up in three weeks. We have no idea. They don't have Bishop and Boyle and, and a few guys, but uh, they're still a team that is, in the last two years, Stanley Cup final and then Eastern Conference yeah. final. Great coach. Then you have the Maple Leafs, who have done nothing forever and have all young kids who have not been in the playoffs. And are going to be good forever. And are going to be good for a while, and this is their first yep. taste of possibly getting in. And then in the middle sit the Islanders, who have made the playoffs, only won one series. It really is strange. They're, all three of them have such different uh, backgrounds in the past couple of years in terms of how they're going to, you know, what to look for here down the stretches. We have, uh, for most teams, 12 to 14 games left in that area. Yeah, I still think it's Tampa's wild card to lose. I know yeah. Toronto's still playing well. Good for them. They're playing with house money with all those great young kids that they have. Frederick Anderson's a pretty good goalie. I'm not crazy about their blue line. I think that's their Achilles heel. Um, but as far as the Islanders go, Mike, you look at the schedule. They got tough games coming up this week. Right. You see what they did last week, which was another tire fire, and then you look at the last week of the regular season, Four road they're games. on the road. Yeah, How tough. are they going to make the playoffs? They're, they're going to have to win eight or nine games, you think, here down the stretch to get in, I think. Especially when, like I said, it seems like they play down to competition some, for, uh, for, mo right. for the most part. You know, when they play the Carolinas and the Buffaloes and the Devils, and I'm not saying they haven't beaten these teams this year, yeah. but it doesn't seem like you get the same effort that you get as when the Islanders play the Rangers or when they play the Penguins um, or the Capitals, you know, earlier in the year. It just doesn't seem like you get that same effort from the team. Uh, you, you know, they went out on that road trip. Uh, you know, Edmonton, they played great. I know Calgary's a good team and they got waxed right. out there and Columbus, they got waxed. But Chicago, they brought hu huge effort. They did enough on Edmonton, that trip. they brought they really huge did. effort. Um, That's what makes these past couple of games so disheartening. Right. To come off the trip the way that they did yeah. and that to play like this at home, it's just inexcusable. It's tough to see, and they really need to get it done. I think that they're going to give you something this week. Maybe that's just me. I hope you're right. Um, going out on a limb, uh, last stand at the OK Corral here for them, I think, because if they got whitewashed. This is it. No, this if they is got it. White, if they come out of this week with, you know, one point out of six. Um, and, the and, and we've buried them before. And the Rangers stink at home. There's still it's a one point differential here. They're one point I, back. I know. What, with what with one team one point behind them, it's still so tight. This week might not be the the end all be all on if they make the playoffs because these other two teams are in the same boat as them. They're not playing. They've got to get four points this week, don't they? You would think that they should, but I, I, regardless of the, the first one, you can't worry about the other teams. No. The Islanders have to get you four. points. You just have to do what week. you have to do because they don't play either of them again. It's, you it's, have to get four points. I think you got to get four points. I. I I would probably honestly sign for three. Uh, I, don't know. I know that I that doesn't sound. Four. I think three keeps them in it. I think three keeps them. It makes us sit here again next week talking about the same thing. Yeah. That they needed right. four points this right. week. I feel like three points this week, it's going to be, we're going to be sitting in the same spot that we're sitting in today. Uh, that's, and that's clearly how I think it's going to go all the way to the end. And they are in Pittsburgh Friday, is that correct? Yes. Uh, the at the Josh Garden, at show. Oh, that is going to be a disaster. That should be fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see the signs and everything from all the Penguin yeah. fans who just have he nothing to, else to worry he about. He has to know what's in store for him. He's oh. going to get booed every time he touches the puck. I'm sure Look, he'll be fine. Go he's out there and, love it. Go out there and get a hat trick. But he's the kind of kid who's going to love that. Absolutely. Stuff. He's not going to be go afraid out there of and that. Get a hat trick. He's going to uh, relish that opportunity. When they, he start, they start booing him when he touches the puck, he seems like right. the kind of kid who he's going to say, oh, yeah, you uh, want to boo I me? think he loves Watch it. this. Yeah, I think you he know, loves it. I think there's some guys who turtle when they get when that happens to them. Yeah. I don't think Hosang's one of those guys. He's going to continue to go and do what he does. Agreed. Uh, you want to talk about the Winter Classic next year? Yeah. Uh, Before we should go. Be, should be fun. Some people it, aren't happy about it. It always happens right after we get off.
uh, yeah. like last week. Of course. When that, when that, and it's not completely officially announced by the NHL yet. We know right. that. But Rangers and Sabres at City Field, uh, you got a problem with this at I all? Don't. I don't care. Yeah. I, I, think I know. Look, it, again, this isn't even official, um, but I know somebody asked me about it last week. I'd rather play the Rangers in the playoffs than outside in January. Yeah. Just my take. No, I'm with you. And I know it's, it seems silly because the Sabres are going to be the home team. That's the deal the Rangers uh, Because the Rangers right? can't. And listen, it's a Ranger home game. They just found a way around it to have an extra home game. And the Sabres don't mind giving up the home game because they get a national spotlight on New Year's Day on Winter right. Classic. I get it. And it'll it's, draw – it's going to do a 50 in Buffalo. I mean, Of gonna, course. Right. Uh, but back, back. I get it. Uh, you're upset because it's the Islanders' backyard, quote-unquote. Guys, there's plenty of Ranger fans on Long Island and Queens, too. Okay, they're there. there. Are. And it's just – you just have to – there's no way that NBC was going to put the Islanders and the Rangers on New Year's Day to the national audience. There just wasn't. And they want the Rangers in the game. They're also spinning you this. It's 10-year anniversary, and Buffalo was in the first game. But – it is what it is. I, I think people got a little too upset by it last yeah, week. Just look, like I said, I'd rather see him play the Rangers in a best of seven in April. That's more important than playing him on New Year's I Day mean, outside in a game where most people can't even see the rink anyway. I mean, I like outdoor <laughs> games. I think they're fun. <laughs> yeah, the game at Wrigley Field in 09 was amazing. Right. I mean, I was at the one in Philly with the Rangers and the Flyers. But, you, I mean, when you're in a baseball stadium, for the most part, you can't see the rink. Just like at Yankee Stadium for those two winter uh, stadium series yeah, games. That, that, Nobody that, saw that game. How does that Nobody. stadium not have windows in the press box, by oh, the way? Oh, that was cold that night. That's a franchise that's built for games in October, and you yeah. don't have windows in the press box? I haven't played I know the fans don't care. They don't care if I freeze to death. So I'm I watching know. the game for free. I, I actually left the press box that night and went and just walked around. <laughs> it was, it was, it was warmer night, to just though. walk. Uh, but either way, just calm down about it. It's not that big a deal. I don't think. Four points. I say they get three. I'm going three. And can we see uh, Yaroslav Halak at least this week? I think that they would be – it would be in their best interest to play him either Friday or Saturday. Amen. I don't think they're going to, which is the kiss of that. There you go. You could all come and yell at me afterwards. but <laughs> No, we thought he was coming last week. I don't think they're going to. We thought he was coming last week. Clearly, the, the grudge and the banishment continues, but he should play one of those. Games. It is dark job to put the best product on the ice. Let's see it. Mike, see you next week. All right, brother. Thanks again to Liam McHugh. Thanks for listening to the Point Blank Podcast. We'll see you next week. This has been the Islanders Point Blank Podcast, part of the SNY.TV Audio Network.